obviously we know that uh, Landry Shamit can shoot the three, but did you guys know uh, initially for when you guys traded for him that he, he could be a strong defensive presence? No, uh, we did not. Um, you know, it's funny, when, when we made the trade, I looked at him more like a J.J. Redick as far as yeah. uh, we thought we could use him with things like J.J., well, I don't think we even discussed the defense so far. You know, yeah. uh, that's been the, the gravy, I guess. The the surprise. He's so darn serious, you know, uh, and he's such a great student uh, that we probably should have seen that. Uh, but it's a good surprise. Coach, you mentioned the addition of Paul George. Uh, how do you see that affecting the roles of guys like Montrez Harold and Lou Williams in terms of the not, not much at all. I think it'll make them better um, because I guess what I envision is you'll have Lou and Montrez together with either Kawhi or Paul all the time. So that'll give them one more score, uh, more space on the floor to, to do what they do. And I, so I, I think it'll be great. So that was me uh, asking Doc Rivers a question after Monday night's game against the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I had the pleasure to go into the press conference room uh, post game and you know ask doc a question so good question that was yep. pretty dope uh and i it was interesting because in in just to to admit it i i did underrate uh landry shamit at the beginning of the season i was like eh, he'll be all right i know he's a three-point shooter but i didn't know he he was a dog on defense like that um and he's going to be in my opinion the x factor for the clippers no doubt um, yeah. um i was right there with you yeah. Uh, that that was definitely an experience. Uh, shout out Professor Turner. That Mickey was Turner. Uh, heck of an experience for us to have. Got to meet some really cool people. Jerry West, Jim Hill, Jim Hill. You know, shout out all those people for taking the time out to talk to us. Um, but and you, know. you guys didn't even have to do the assignment that Miss Turner assigned to all the others. Yeah, because we're not in your class. But you just yeah. got a free ride to hey. the game. Did you do it? I so I went to the Lakers game the day after. Yeah. Except the Lakers, being the Lakers. Did not um, allow us to uh, access the the. Man, the you talking spread. down on the Lakers already? I mean, there we go. Couldn't get food in the clubhouse. Wouldn't be so, hooping holler yeah. if Eddie wasn't talking down on the Lakers. Yeah. I was like starving during the game. And you didn't then, get food, bro. They don't, they don't <laughs> feed us, bro. Were you cold? Wasn't it cold? Was, okay, up there? so Reagan, I told him ahead of time that it was going to be freezing. So, so I, so I brought oh a yeah, on. it was freezing. Yeah, it up was there, freezing. Bro. That's the only problem with it, bro. Bro, we got we got like ice cream with Skittles and, yeah. and sprinkles and marshmallows and hot dogs and, and hot, pretzels. Yeah, no, the Lakers don't do that, and the Lakers don't uh, let us into the post game room after to ask any questions. You know why? They just said because they the Lakers. Because we you know the Lakers. Many, you know how many reporters they gonna have? Toxicity. Nobody care about the Clippers, bro. We literally filled up half that Clippers room with what students yeah because you know it's the clip not even ha- more than half yeah. bro like we just mickey, had to, we kind of Mi- sneak to the front we were like no Whoa. mickey said sit in the back i said we sat in the front and it was just like yeah there's not many reporters there but i felt bad because we got to sit in on Kawhi's interview too man took like an hour to get there bro an hour and a half an hour yeah, yeah. bro no, i was just saying and, like, and it's it's kind of interesting after the spurs game yes last night did they, the same thing. they asked him mm-hmm. they asked him like uh like why do you take so long essentially and he's like he said it's his son right yeah like i i take recovery like very seriously because i want to look forward and like play with my son but it's like wow. Okay. I didn't even catch that. But, but so this speaks to a larger point. If you're if you're Steve Ballmer, and you run the Clippers, how do you stand out in Los Angeles when everyone's a Lakers fan and this is clearly a Lakers town? It used to be you can be well, this underdog, but 
The Clippers aren't underdogs no, anymore. No, but they do have a they do have a different brand. Yeah, so and the, it, so the only way you stand out is to be open to media, is to be from a PR standpoint that team that embraces instead of like pushes people off. Yeah. It's being like the anti entitlement of the Lakers. It's just the it's thing just, no, is, the, yeah. the Lakers can't do that. We can't afford to do that because being the the powerhouse that we are and being the historical franchise the gold that we are, standard. people want to tear us apart. Mm-hmm. And people will go in and they'll ask the questions, LeBron, why didn't this player do this, that, and the other? They'll ask those questions to try, try to probe with us and try to rip us apart. We can't afford to do that. People don't care about the Clippers I, enough to do you, that. You're... You're, you, you're telling me you're people weird. don't ask leading questions to LeBron to, LeBron to, try, to, add, to yeah. try to get him to throw his teammates under the bus? I yes, mean, they do. sure, but that but this doesn't mean you just push media members. I I'm not saying I you think push for the, the sake of the team, you do that. Yeah, and and this is not just about inviting media members who might ask leading questions. This is just about being like an open team. It's, but we for, can, no, you but can't the, afford but, to be an open team all, when you're in the position like the Lakers all, because once you are open like that, they'll take advantage of you. No, and also for the Lakers, you don't have to be. Oh, yeah, you don't and have to. people are still gonna love you. Like, that's true. It's, it's I mean, that's, just not that's in your little, brand. That, that's it's entitled, but it's true. Well, it's, it's true. It's entitled, but well, true. I mean, yeah. the, the, the people, it's the truth. The people that love the Lakers are the diehard Lakers fans. You know, media members in the Lakers organization have a different kind of yeah, relationship. Yeah, it's a very like tense, contentious relationship because the media has always been the one perpetuating the negative things within our organization. You They're sure? All, yes. You sure, you sure it no, wasn't, yes. sure wasn't Jeannie Buss and like, Magic Johnson? And, and, this, and us always, Johnson this always been probing at Magic Johnson no, no. and, oh, what's Rob wrong Palenka? with Rob Palinka? No, no. And, and, you know, did you notice all the questions in the clip? room it was always like wow you guys are so like yeah you guys are so good yeah you guys are your defensive presence is just so insane and so spectacular and so this so that it's they come at it from a standpoint of we admire you how do you guys do it versus with the lakers it's like there's got to be something wrong there's always got to be something wrong with Kawhi, there's he has made it very known that there's not going to be a story with me i'm Kawhi leonard i'm chilling you're not going to get a story out of me lebron is so polarizing that it's so hard and he answers the questions to the like Kawhi will sit in there and he'll just you know just sit some or spit something out for the sake of it's within his contractual agreement lebron will give you valid answers to your questions and reporters will take three words out of that spin it and make it into something negative that's why the Lakers can't afford to do that because they'll do the same thing to AD. That's, they'll I'm, do the same thing to Vogel. They did the same thing to Blinka. They did the same thing to Magic. Magic. They've been doing it for years, so and the Lakers caught me, on, and they said, we're not going to allow this. So you're telling me all the dysfunction within the Lakers brass the last couple of years is a product of media, not a product no, of Magic. No, but they just perpetuated. Let's go. They just perpetuated. So here's how it's perpetuating. because you Everybody keep, loves the Clippers. You keep on distancing media away where you, the media members don't get a chance to see how the okay no certain media members do like obviously get get a chance to go in oh yeah they they only let like the lakers reporter and then very few trusted ones trusted it's exactly because i how can i trust you when you're just going to spin my words okay but they don't even let like Woj, you know the the most notable like breaking news reporter who said that they don't let Woj. like Woj is not in on the lakers circle that's the whole that's the whole thing with the lakers but he he and i i love I love like you know Woj bombs and all that, and I did get a chance to meet him. But you have to admit, some of it, like how he comes off on in, on TV sometimes, he does come off as anti Lakers sometimes. A little bit. I don't think. A little bit. Again, this this whole thing of entitlement with the Lakers filters. I like. I told you about this. The way the way the way an organization acts filters down to how the broadcasters broadcast, how the players act, and how the fans. The broadcast is amazing for the Lakers. It's it's for me. It's like this, right? 
And there are people who know how to be wealthy and there's some people who haven't quite figured it out yet, right? If there's a guy who obtained generational wealth, I have millions and millions of dollars at you know in my bank account. I understand that I can't let every single person in my life because there are going to people who be people who try to tug at me, who try to take advantage of me, who try to probe at me. And the person who just won the lottery won't understand that yet. It's going to take him time to understand those things. And it's going to take the Clippers, you know, having those few leaks to come out for them to really understand that they can't do that. They're new to this. We've been here. We we know how this operates. And it's just tradition. Like, again, the Clippers are trying to build. I guarantee you go up to Boston, it's the same exact thing. Because Boston knows, Danny Ainge knows that the media will twist your stuff into something that it doesn't need to be. And the Clippers are trying to build a culture of inclusiveness, innovate innovativeness and, and I and just promise create, you that will come back to shoot them in the foot it will not it'll work for a year and it'll is, shoot them in the foot the thing is if you're because the second open, something goes awry nothing but, has gone awry with the Clippers, the Clippers have to do that the Lakers don't perhaps but, but that's why the Clippers in my eyes are going to be a stronger brand and it's great because you know when, when, when I just won the lottery when a I just stronger brand when I just got a hundred mil fans. right not among fans but among media members Oh, that's like, fine. Saying, cool. I don't we don't care about the media. Says the media. Okay, so you don't care about the media, but all of a sudden, you know, when, when all this news comes out about the Lakers, then you start acting like the media. The know, media like, will totally always do that, wrong. though. Like, the like in the Anthony Davis trades, like they want the Lakers to come crashing down. All those leaks, yes, did Magic leak some, but I guarantee you the Pelicans were leaking that, that stuff too about AD, trying to tear the Lakers apart midseason. They knew they weren't going to send AD to the Lakers, but I mean, they're that, trying that, to. That's tell- crazy. I Here, feel like, here's I feel like th- you guys are saying that the Lakers' entitlement is a Everybody product. hates the Lakers. It's, it's a product. I'll well, go okay, back to so my lottery analogy, right? If I've had 100 mil for 10 years, I know how this works. I know that people are going to try to take advantage of me. I know that people it's are going to try to spin my stuff. Advantage. If I just came into it, I, that's you're telling me that people, the media won't go into the thing looking for a story? Well, it's not about looking. If you don't get access to the Lakers, how else do you report on them other than from the very few tidbits you get from the very random sources within the Lakers organization that... Well, maybe if you didn't do that, then maybe we'd let you in. How about that? I don't, it, I, maybe if you, you, you didn't feel everybody that Everybody always tries to tear the Lakers. Well, yeah. I'm saying, I don't think the relationship works like that. It starts with the organization and the relationship with the media, not vice versa. If, if you know, as Lakers fans, you guys are mad about, oh, where did this news about Kawhi is like 90, whatever percent. I mean, it wasn't always like that, though. Everybody it wasn't always, always like that. Hate, you know yeah. where, it, I'll tell you where it started, okay? It started with Kobe and Shaq. That's where it turned. And that's when people, the media fed into it and they were like, oh, this is a great story. Let's keep on perpetuating it. Let's keep on feeding into it. And that's when I'm pretty sure that's when the bus family is like, holy crap, these guys are freaking animals. And when you have a player as polarizing as LeBron, that you you have to be extra protective, extra protective. Yeah. And and the Clippers have yet to realize it yet because there have not been any problems within that locker room. But there probably won't be for for a few years. And and even Doc alluded to it in the interview. There will be problems. Things will come out. Yeah. Eventually, it happens. It's over the course of a season. But when it does, I promise you, it. they they don't know what it's like to be top dog. They don't know what it's like to be top dog it's, yet. Basically, you're saying the, it's okay for the Lakers to be the bullies. And, and, you know, why not? How are they being a bully? How are they, they being a bully? Even so, like, oh, why okay, not? Fine. Not bullies, but 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 they're going to but they're gonna come off as basically like privilege and pretend. We have 16 banners, bro. 
Again, okay, I won't go that far. Yeah, I won't, I won't yeah, go okay, that that's okay. fine. When, I, they, I, when they introduce the Lakers, they got to put 16 time in front of everything. I, I won't. I won't as go if, that as far as, as, as to say like, that. What do you? What? what and I won't sit up here and say can, that there is not a sense of entitlement within the Lakers there, organization. But why not? But it's warranted. It's part of the culture. And in the same breath, it. it I keep going back to this because when you have something of value, you have to protect it. And if you let everybody have access to that thing of value, people will take advantage because at the end of the day, there will be haters. And you know, like I know, not everyone in L.A. is a Lakers fan. And, and, and there are some people who just want to see the Lakers burn. And, some yeah. men just want to see it go down. Some men don't want to see LeBron win another title. Some men don't want AD to resign. Some men would prefer to see the Lakers on the bottom like we were for the past couple of years rather than the top like we are right now. I mean, and, 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 the, and as uh, Professor Fellinger like says in LA, uh, the Lakers in their history have been a perfect example of this. You got to win, you got to win with with uh, uh, and be entertaining, and you got to have star power. It's just part of the Lakers brand. You, you know how many statues like we have in more we can have how many jerseys we have retired how many rings how many trophies like oh, yeah. it's I mean, just part of the brand. There's a story to show history, off, and then. You know, you can have a storied history without having a sense of entitlement about it. But it's part of the brand. L.A., Hollywood, glamorous. Okay, I mean, that's fair. Gold. It's part of the brand. But then you can't complain if media members feel a way because you're basically like putting a a, a, a a glass wall in front of the media members and say, here, you can only be here. Like, this is how much access I give you. You know, we're not yeah. going to feed you. We're yeah, not, we're you like, have to. Our, our postgame availability is limited. You know, all that. It's. I don't, it's, it's to me, if you're trying to cultivate a better relationship between the organization and the media, it's on the organization to open itself up to the media. Because every time because, that has because, happened, because though, this isn't this it isn't, creates a new storyline. This isn't TMZ. Oh, well, I mean, okay, so the story it is, it that's is the thing. Though. That's how they treat it. Is, it. Though. Every time LeBron says something even remotely, like we saw what happened with LeBron in China. People took that so far out of context. And people saw, like, oh, well, LeBron, he must hate democracy. Like, what? That's what they do. That's what they do to LeBron. That's what they do to the Lakers. It's entertainment. We're in Los Angeles. We're in the entertainment capital of the world. That's what they do. It's Perhaps. the Lakers. I mean, the Clippers aren't LA too. I no, the Clippers but they are don't not have the, a it's history. Not the same thing. How many banners a, do they have? We're an A-list franchise. They're an F. Granted, they're an A-list team right <laughs> now, but they're like a C-list franchise. Agree or disagree? D. That's fair. F. So That's when fair. you're a C-list celebrity, of course you can give access. I can give you all the access I want. In fact, I want you to have that access so I can get up to a B list and get more. I can fans. get up to an A list. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So to me, but when I'm already an A list, if I'm Brad Pitt, I'm not gonna let this <laughs> random dude come interview me. Who are you? I'm Brad Pitt. Yeah, bro. I mean, since Steve Ballmer took over the Clippers, can we argue that it's not even been close? That who's run the team better, Genie? No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. It's, it's, we no, don't. We don't. We're not arguing that. I'm not. Okay. Ar- we're yeah, not arguing. I'm just saying this is part of it. The culture you create within the organization. Their, as col- it their culture. To as per, as culture will work for right now, but if they want long term sustained success, they have to understand that at a certain point, they you can't be You're the lovey dubby. Everybody well, okay. loves here's me. A, we a, love everybody. Here's a, organization. Here's a perfect example: the Warriors when they were coming up. Oh, the Splash Brothers. We love. So many people were wrapping their arms around the Splash Brothers at the end of that run, at, of that dynasty. Everybody was hating on them. Everybody. Fine. That's the, what I'm saying. The words, the the words didn't the, say, you know, go away. 
Like the they tides turn. That's like, exactly what they the did. The tides turn. What was Oracle? What they they threw away Oracle when, Arena and they went over and they built this big old. No, no, that, that, when KD totally got different. that called, is the same thing. No, you're giving access K, to certain people. When KD got called called a B by by Draymond, what 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 does the, they the media do? Blew it up. They blew, it, it, blew up. it up. Yeah, that's fair. The the same oh, report. The same no. reporters still went to the same games. They treated them with the same amenities. They moved arenas because the owner wanted to make more money, and you can make way more money in San Francisco than Oakland. We'll see. That's just how it is. Any, anyways, it, enough on that topic. <laughs> um, before we before we talk and go around the NBA, just to mention, we're recording from Studio B in the UC <clears throat> Edinburgh Media Center. I'm your, I'm your host Eddie Sun. As always, we're joined by Reagan uh, Reagan Griffin and Julio sure. Martinez. Uh, thanks to thanks for all of you guys who've listened to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, you can go ahead and check more of um, Reagan and my stuff on our Medium blog called Square One Media. And Julio has his own sports blog, Sports Talk The Countdown. You can also follow us on social at Square One Media, spelled out at SQR One Media. So the biggest headline in the NBA in this past week is definitely Steph, Steph Curry. So, I mean, being injured on, on such I, a random play. Yeah. Do you want to have that discussion oh, yeah. about the charge? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Because I want, I want your take on this because we mean, had well, a very long discussion about I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, well, let's just say, how, how does this change an outlook on the Warriors? Which, which I mean, well, like, yeah. like, what do you guys think is the floor for them now? So, like, I, like, the floor? How, like so how low is this I, floor? I think, I think, in my opinion, not to be obviously, I never want to see anyone get hurt as much as much like any even for players I, I dislike. But I think this is a blessing for the Warriors. Okay, one, actually, I agree with you. One, I agree with this you. is his non shooting hand. Two, it's a freak accident. Three, it's not to his ankle, it's not to his knees, it's not to his back or anything gruesome like that. So he'll heal fine. And then, uh, like five, there's no pressure to bring Clay back anymore. Yep. So the Clay doesn't have to rush back. Like, oh shoot, are we going to make the playoffs? Like, I want to come back. I want to make a push for the playoffs, and that might threaten his like career, like in injury wise. And now, you can showcase D'Angelo Russell. You can showcase D'Angelo mm-hmm. Russell. Put him in the premium role. Like puff up his stats as much as possible, and then trade and then him. Flip him. <laughs> and boy, I'm that, so glad I got that man on my fantasy team. And, he be gonna be dropping fifty a night. <laughs> and with that, you get a, you still you can still get a good uh, lottery pick. Lottery mm-hmm. pick yeah. and Delo and the like, lottery I, pick. I trust. I obviously trust the Warriors organization to draft. I'm assuming one. you didn't just hear that. What do you say? D'Lo and the lottery <laughs> pick for Giannis. Oh, oh my no. gosh! No, but um, I I think this is a blessing. I don't even want. I don't even want to say in disguise because I just think it's a straight up blessing. Yeah. Um, and, and the, at the beginning of the season, they were saying, "Oh, we're gonna play Steph forty minutes a night, 44, 40, whatever, whatever it was." Um, now it, I don't. I don't need him playing. Like, yeah. like it. I don't want him like to waste his legs for a yeah. season. That's probably gonna go nowhere as we saw in the first few games getting down to the suns 49 to whatever whatever it was 79 in the first quarter yeah so um it, it's a blessing in my opinion uh although it, it is tough because you move to the chase arena um and the first year there you lose kd you lose iguodala you lose sean livingston you lose clay thompson you lose steph curry um and oh, yeah. what do you have to showcase ticket and the price ticks, is already way the, down yeah so way down um We'll see how much uh, revenue they lose, but I think it's a blessing overall for the team. It it gives them an opportunity to rebuild, right? Because 
let, let, let's not beat around the bush. Team, this team's going to suck. Oh, yeah. Like, they kind of sucked before, and now, now they're really going to suck. I mean, yeah. they have two NBA caliber players on that roster. I'm pretty and sure can- Steph Curry with one hand is better than most of that roster. <laughs> like, if he would have just went out there with, like, put his, like, hand in a freaking cast and just tied it behind his back, he'd be better than most of the players on the team. But it gives them an opportunity, like you said— Fluff up D'Angelo Russell a little bit, make him look great, trade him, ship him off. I I think that that deal that you were talking about a while back for Robert Covington is looking more and more likely. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can get more if you really. Uh, fluff yeah, up you can get more. Yeah. You can get more. It, that no, I mean, if and are Minnesota bucks, is looking for a point guard. That's true. Minnesota wants D'Angelo Russell. They do. That, that's not a. Secret. They do. They they wanted him in free. Then they'll be one piece away. Just Devin Booker. That's all they need. <laughs> um, but. You know, given the circumstances, uh, I don't know. I want to talk about the charge thing because we we had a pretty interesting conversation about that the night it happened. Um, Why why don't you go ahead, tell Julio what what you were saying. Um, So I was saying that I I know that this is reactionary because it just happened and it happened to perhaps my favorite player and perhaps the most fun player in the league. The the most the the player that gets the most um, viewers like, you know, like if you lose Steph Curry, you're losing the face of the NBA. If not the face, you're losing maybe the most fun player to watch yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. And and it's so unfortunate because I think it happened because of a bogus NBA rule. And and, and that's the charge rule. And 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 while and while again this is reactionary, I think the NBA needs to take a serious look at what are what do they really want? You know, like do do they really want players like just stepping in like stepping in and under players, you know, like purposely falling down? And then risking a lot of injury. So, so what I brought up to Reagan was that I feel like the charge or like people drawing charges have led to like a lot of injuries or serious injuries before. So I looked at it, and then you know I I found a couple of significant ones. So KD in uh, 2014 when when he had all those foot problems, mm-hmm. he sprained his ankle on a charge, and eventually it led to the Jones fracture that led him missing the whole season. Mm-hmm. Jabari Parker when he tore his ACL the second time was on someone trying to draw a charge, and then he landed awkwardly on his leg and tore the ACL. Mike Conley broke his back when he um when when um when when someone tried to draw a charge on him and he fell like hard on his hip. So it's it's just it leads to injuries and, and it makes sense why it does because usually it's players going full speed, you know, at the rim. The defender, instead of making a play on the ball, just stands like right there under the player. It it it, it tips it tips um it tips the guy with the ball going up for the layup or dunk off balance. You 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 don't know where you're landing, your your limbs are in jeopardy, and then the the guy taking the charge that's falling. You know, you're just falling recklessly. Who knows? You might under, you might roll up on someone's leg right there. It's just it, there's so many problems there. And then it's not a basketball play, right? Like drawing a charge is not a basketball play. You're not making a play on the ball. All you're doing is sliding around, and and hopefully, you know, someone just kind of runs into you, and then you're not even really falling. You're just like exaggerating your fall so the referee calls it, you know, so that he blows the whistle. So Julio, as as a, because I I didn't hoop in high school. I, last time I hooped, I was in like sixth grade. <laughs> uh, you you're the basketball player here. Yeah. What what do you think? One, uh, I just want to say I I hate charges. Like I never, I always try to avoid them. But two, um, amongst coaches, like just in all seriousness, amongst college coaches, uh, NBA coach, like that will never ever happen. Like you, there's just far too much of an emphasis on it. And I I do take a, a like issue with it's not a basketball play. Because, I mean, it's it's just, I, 
I don't even know like it's how to put it. It's part of the game. It, it's part of the game. It's within the rules, but we should reconsider. Not we, but the NBA should reconsider. And I'm not. I'm not saying I, I have. I have charge. too too much of a problem with that. Um, but there are player players and uh, coaches who you know pride themselves on. Oh yeah, defensive I mean, presence. Ersan Ilyasova led the league with 50 charges last year. And and, and, if, and, you, and if you watch him play, all he does is slide around the court. And just like slide Get, around with his body stiff and wait for a player no, to run and, into. And, and and that's called defensive like IQ. IQ and, and being intelligent. Like you know where a player's going, you know where they like to go. You get in front of them, boom. I think you can't take that away. You can't take that away. For me, basketball is a game of space, mm-hmm. right? Creating space, owning space, defining space. And if I can here's the thing, charges are if I'm if I'm a great rim protector, if I'm Rudy Gobert, if I'm Mitchell Robinson, if I'm Joel Embiid, I'm not taking any charges. But if I'm not athletic enough to get up there and block your shot, if I can go own the space before you do, I think that's just a smart basketball okay, play. So, it's a smart basketball. But but there's players out there who are very smart defenders that can get to the spot before the off- offensive player does. I, yeah, like, but it's like a like a Draymond Green who mm-hmm. is a really good help defender gets to a spot before before the offensive player. Right. But Draymond Green does not is not in like the top ten in the league in charges. Yeah, but it's, it's always called charges. like a defensive foul. That's it. No, but but Draymond Green is one of the top defenders in the NBA, and a lot of it is because he's such a strong help defender and he's so smart and he can recognize where the offensive player is going before he gets there. And then Draymond Green makes a play on the ball, and more often than not, it's successful. Now, and, and so another, what's uh, your point? My point is that if if you can still be a smart um, help defender and get to the spot before the offensive player yeah, does but, and make a play but on an, the ball. Another thing about you don't have to just be a wall there and then fall down and risk injury and, and, and another thing about stuff. charges though it it works in sort of way like like how a dunk works uh, and how like some three point shots work where it just gets a team riled up. Basketball is a physical sport. Of course, you want to always make the game safer. Blah 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 blah. But same thing in the NFL. You choose to play in the NFL. It's tough sometimes. Injuries are going to happen. Same thing in basketball. Those injuries to that extent won't happen, but injuries are going to happen. The, so. the thing, the thing for me is, and the way you're describing it, it's it's weirdly similar to the whole you know defenseless receiver rule, right? But I think the damage that that rule was causing is a lot more substantial than the the damage that this charge rule is causing. Yeah. And for me. It, it it's just a smart play. Like it's I, a smart play. If I if if you can't, I mean, what happened with Steph was weird because he was able to get out of the way, but he still he had another help defender kind so of force him back into Aaron Baines. So it wasn't even a charge. Yeah, the, it wasn't the, a charge. He was able to reason, sidestep the, him. The but reason most why of the, time, the reason why Steph got injured was because he was knocked he off balance. Yeah. by Kelly Oubre. Who, oh, who, who yeah. knocked him off balance? So they called the foul on Kelly Oubre, and then he happened to graze Aaron, Aaron Baines behind side. And, and, to, and to exaggerate the contact, yeah. he just falls recklessly and right on. But Steph's that's hand. not the case with every single time. Most of the time, when somebody gets injured on an attempted charge take, is because they were out of control. Because if you're in control, you can avoid getting in that mm-hmm. player's way. And, yeah, and, and another thing. So. What do you expect players to do? Do you remember when LeBron got that block on Landry Shamit, mm-hmm. and then Landry Shamit got in the corner, gave it to Lou Will, Lou Will gave it to Montrez? Yeah, coming down and LeBron got. What is LeBron supposed to do? Let him go? No, I'm, make Let's a foul him. Make a play on the ball. That's gonna be a foul. But it's gonna be a if foul. You're, if you're okay, so so again, so this is the NBA solution: is that you got to clean up the verticality rule. Is that if you 
occupy the defensive space and you jump that don't vertically. Work. That don't work. And you jump vertically, then that, you have to roll. That, your that, that, that brings too many Bro, problems. You're gonna get dunked on every single time. No, that, that, you're gonna get dunked. Well yeah. then, well then, guess what? The offensive player was probably more athletic than you. No, that no, ma- that, that makes sense. Just had a running start versus you know me claiming it's a smart basketball. Okay, play. so I'm not I'm not saying take out the offensive foul. If the player's out of control and the defender is clearly there and the offensive player just you know shoves his off arm there or just you know lowers his shoulder into you, that that's an offensive foul. But but the way the NBA calls charges is so egregious because. So much of the time, like, are we really sure it's not it's not a block? Are we sure you know the the, the defender is not actually just I sliding? Think, a little I think bit? you're pretty sure. I can be sure. Yeah, I don't yeah. Mean, if he as had a his referee, feet set. I, I can be sure. I and then, sure. and, and most the of the time, the offensive player gets the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, on charges. Mo- I mean, it should be more. It's point. just is most most of the time defenders draw a charge. They're still they're still moving in my. They're, they're still sliding their feet. Well, it's not is, adjusting. It, people have to understand. It's about it's whether not or not really, they own the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exact, exactly. So it, I know a lot of people think, oh, well, he was still moving. Yes, that's a part of taking a charge or getting, getting a block call. But it's not so much about that. Is yeah, it, who was in that position first and had their like their chest squared and, and, and just took the hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not so much about moving. People ha- do have to change their perspective on that. I mean, it's just the charge is like antithetical to everything the NBA promotes itself on. You're, you're basically saying, you know, ex defender, you're not really athletic, but we'll let you get away with it just because you can fall. It's defensive you know. IQ, bro. Yeah, no. it's weird because then, I, then- I agree with you because the NF the NBA promotes itself on Showtime, great plays, mm-hmm. big plays. But from your standpoint, you everything you kind of promote yourself on is like smart IQ plays. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, the- okay, if we want to go by like numbers, Chargers more most more often than not are unsuccessful. I think I saw something about like because about, not a lot of people know how to not, do it successfully. Yeah, one and two, people are scared in the moment. True, but like you don't want you don't want a league where everyone is just standing still and falling down. That's no, not that's what's not what's <laughs> happening. That's not what's happening, Eddie. You just that's put the happening. funniest image in my head. Like Every, then the ref throws up the ball for the jump ball. Everyone just falls back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's not what's happening. These players essentially <laughs> just become dominoes to draw charges. No, nah, it's not oh, that's defense. Funny. Yeah, it's no. not. It's not. It's not gonna NBA defense. But um, on on that point, I did want to make uh, I did want to make this point about um, the NBA and, and you know priding itself uh, um, on gl- glamorous plays and, and being a superstar driven league with Clay out, KD out, Steph out, John Wall out. You know all these players are hurt one, and then two. More and more players are doing load management, mm-hmm. so. How is that going over? And especially with the China, with the China incident, with less viewership now. Oh, it's bad for the league, definitely. All, all of this is just perpetually exactly what you're saying, and, and more and more teams are putting like a less emphasis on the importance of the regular season. It's just, it it's bad for the league. Yeah, it's it's getting great. bad for the league. And, and Jerry West, um, a few years ago. Uh, Mr. Professor Fellinger actually asked him, how, "What do you feel? How do you feel about uh, low management?" And he said, "I hate it. You'd have to rip the jersey off of me to come out of the game and rest for a game. What do you do for the for the for the?" Well, he for, really changed his tune on that one. Exactly, he got Kawhi in the building, didn't he? Exactly, and it's just, it's just we'll we'll just see how how this all plays out um, in terms of like stars resting and stars, so many stars getting hurt. Um, but what's really bad for the league is Steph Curry being out three months on a play that probably should not be happening. 
and and that's that's just my take on it. It's just a freak you, accident. Everybody gets hurt. You, you, yeah. Like, okay. Like, so like it's, you, it's a. I mean, okay. I, I, give I me know, this statistic on what percentage of charges. Well, I'm sure you can't give me this statistic, mm -hmm. but realistically, on what percentage of attempted charges are players getting hurt? It's like, I mean, one maybe two. Steph. Yeah. So Steph, Katie, Mike Conley. I mean, whatever. I mean, Jabari you're just naming Parker. a bunch of incidents. But, but how, how many, many charges, charges are actually happen in the, the season, course of an NBA season? And right? how many players get hurt? Like, it's not that many. Bro. I mean, it, it's it's not substantial enough for it to be in your rule change. That's true. But I'm saying you can't you have just, a rule where you're pri prioritizing reckless behavior. But you're saying yeah, no. But by saying reckless behavior, you're saying an injury happens one out of every two charges, and that's just not true. That's just that's what true. I'm saying. I'm like not, we were, it doesn't. We were kind of comparing a, it to the um the the NFL, you know, the the defensive player rule. Like yeah. that's because there's legitimate concern for that. And receivers are blind when they go uh, down the middle. But like, it, for it's different. Routes. It's well, different for an NBA well, I mean, player. Let, let, well, let's just consider the context of the NBA. Oftentimes, when the defender is trying to draw a charge. There's a lot of people under the rim there. So when you fall down, you roll up. But on a what do you? Leg. A, no, when but a as a basketball a player, what, what am I supposed to do? Make a play on the ball. That's gonna be a foul. No, okay, straight up, it's gonna be a foul. Well, okay, okay if, you're, if you're Rudy Gobert, that's not a foul because you oh block my. the shot. Am I Rudy Gobert? Shoot, is everyone Rudy Gobert? Well, are you gonna are you gonna let someone who's not as good of a defender as Rudy Gobert just get away with it? Oh my god! By being not as good of a defender, no, by no. owning the space, yeah. I mean, okay. Again, I'm not saying here's take the thing. The if, if, the, foul if it's the that game. much of a concern for injury, right? Then the player that's going into the space, if it's that much of a concern, he should be able to get out of the way, like Curry did. He he sidestepped Aaron Baines. That and was a freak did. accident. And then he still that was got a hurt. freak. That was a freak accident it, it's a on freak I, it's accident. Yeah. In its okay, own. But, okay, but it why did that's it an isolated that's incident. That's why it happens. Okay, did like, KD sidestep the charge? A lot. Did KD sidestep the charge? Did I mean, Mike Conley sidestep the charge? I didn't. I didn't go back and watch the tape on all these things. Here's what I'm saying. Because what, what happened to Curry was a freak accident, it's a freak isolated accident. incident. But if the player, if it's that much of an injury concern. Players going like that are potentially have the charge taken on them. They should be able to get out of the way. Well, I mean, let's but if they're not in control of their body, let's in that just point. think of the intuitiveness of it all. Like, why is Aaron Baines falling down there? Because he clearly he didn't can't get block the shot. He yeah. didn't get hit hard enough where. So he's purposely falling down. He tried. Like, like, it's we, a, like, I think okay. Like he, he flopped. Whatever. Yeah. A lot and of then, players and flop. Then, and then Steph Curry's out. You know, three, three or more months. Bro, bro. That happens. It's it like, happens. That happens. It's saying if you're if you're the NBA and you don't incentivize this. You, you know, these things don't happen. Oh, my. That's just, Eddie, that's it's weird. not going to happen because as a basketball player, what are you supposed to do? What are you be, supposed to do? Be a better defender. No, it's not going to happen, bro. It's not going to happen. Well, it's then, not going to happen. Well, then, okay, so why are we rewarding players for being not as athletic? No. Here, here's not, my no, thing. Not as no. good here's my defense. thing, right? No, and no, I, you, no. you mentioned that it, like, it could uh, be easily be reactionary. I feel like if this was... Derek White that got injured, we wouldn't be talking about yeah. this right now. We might not, I might not be as heated, but it'd obviously be a stain on the league. Like it's like it's nah. something, it's something where you're like, well, where can the league get better? And and I think this is this that is an area of focus where you don't take the offensive foul out because if you're a player that's totally out of control and you just barrel into that, defender, clearly that, 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 that wouldn't make it better. It would just make a lot of defenders go and swipe and a lot of and ones. And then scores would just inflate even more than Here's they the have thing. Been. Here's the thing. You say be a better defender. Let's say Aaron Baines goes straight up and tries to hack at Curry's shot. That's easily a broken nose. Easily, because well, well, he's not in control of his body. He doesn't. He doesn't know how to block that shot. Okay, so that's so that's bad defense because you shouldn't be swinging your arms wildly like that. I mean, so what do you want? Well, what him are you to supposed do? to do? The principle of verticality. No, you're allowed bro. to jump straight up. And Curry doesn't have to jump straight up to shoot his shot. Yeah, because that that's how the, that's how. 
the NBA works. The okay, gonna, that's the how the NBA works. You can take charges. Yeah, the offensive it's part play, of basketball. The offensive player gets the prerogative to decide where he gets to We've go. We've been talking about this way too it's, long. Yeah, it's, it's part of basketball, bro. Anyway, um, I mean, I guess you guys like to see you know players get you know get hurt for three months, right? It's like it, it's it's something that can be removed. It's not a substantial. It doesn't happen enough for there to be an actual issue. I like to see defense. I mean, okay. I mean, I, I like to see defense too. I don't like to see pretend defense. You know, like loopholes in the rules. You know, like taking advantage of the rule book. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, speaking that's of too, speaking that's of too uh, very heated arguments. Speaking of drama huh. that uh, is not happening in the studio. We're caught up in drama. Cat and Embiid get into a tussle. Let's go. I was so happy. When you I see, Cat, you still think he's soft? You yeah. still think he's softy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that that made me laugh, bro. That was a hugging match. That I mean, a, that, that's I just. I saw one punch thrown. That's NBA fights for you, though. Yeah. No one's really gonna hold me back. It's always hold me back. Hold me back. Mm-hmm. Hold me back. Hold me. And what what made me laugh the most? I I almost started crying. Was Ben Simmons. Uh, choking him. Choke holding I was like, let's and He go. didn't get anything. Not a fine. Not a uh, suspension. It was, was so like, hilarious to me. And, and Kat was like, he's tapping out. <laughs> he tapped. I, yeah. Oh my god. I don't. I don't think. You know. I mean, it was. It to me. It was. Just, it was. It's funny. Uh, the NBA needs it. Um, like for drama and storylines. Oh yeah. It, it's I, good. Like it, in my eyes, the NBA season doesn't really start until you got players beefing with each other. Yeah, and, you know? and it's it's good to get a taste of. Uh, you know, it's not the same fights as Kurt Rambis, Larry Bird, and yeah. you know Isaiah Thomas and all that. And, but I, and I don't think you want to see people. You, like you don't. You don't. But but like it, it does get fans riled up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and especially that it's two big men who, you know, a lot of GMs said uh, anonymously that Embiid bullies Cat like on social media, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. Um, but well, it, it's Embiid's, too Embiid's a bully in general. Don't Embiid call is him not a bully, bully, bro. It's it's you basketball. Know. You can't. That's yeah. what you do. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean, you do as a player. Court, on the basketball court, that's all fair game. But Even on you, social but, media, that's what you do. Yeah, I mean, if you but, can't take what Embiid says. Yeah, like, bro. Like, I mean, when, when he's threatening I grew to up, leak. I grew like, up around lines. You, no, it's then, not that. But then he came out after like threatening to leak like cats, like some some personal stuff that he has. You know, like like He's just playing with his head. That's what you I mean, do he, as he a basketball player. He came out and player. said it. Like, he came out and explicitly said, I just like getting in people's heads. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The thing is, I like Joel Embiid. Like, I think he's great for the league. Like, I like all, mm-hmm. the, all the stuff that he does on social media. Like, like he's funny to me, but I, I almost feel like his act is getting just a little bit tired. You know, it's like, it's like at a certain right. point, at a certain point, like, you just keep on pushing people around and you expect them not to say anything. Dude is still killing, though. I mean, true. I mean, look, in my eyes, Best big I, I appreciate Cat because... Because he goes out there, does his job, maybe better than any other center in the league. That's false. And then okay. you know what? Like he doesn't have to talk about it. He'll just go out but there. But that's and do just his job. differences that's- in personalities, and you need that in a star-driven league like the NBA. True. You need loudmouths. You need people. I like I like, like Joel Embiid. Embiid. I do like Embiid, but I feel like his act is a little bit tired, especially Here's- especially because Joel Embiid can you know post post this thing on Twitter, <laughs> and then Cat responded, which I think his his response was brilliant. Like his location on Instagram. <laughs> All bark, no bite. Which is which is exactly which is exactly <laughs> what Joel Embiid so looks soft, like. Bro. Which is exactly what Joel Embiid looks like in that okay. situation. I mean, I wouldn't he, he's say just, that. He's just, he's just all bark. They they both held their own in that situation, though. I mean, I mean, I, we're, we're not we're not boxing analysts, right? They we're not, we're not going to sit here and analyze the fight. Mm-hmm. But here here's my thing, right? You had the literal fight. But I think the more important thing here, and what might have been going through both of their heads, is the figure to fight in who is the best, best center in the NBA. Yeah, NBA. Yeah. So why don't we pose the question? 
but he was the best but, but 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 Cat wants to start. You know, he he gets like he obviously wants to start oh, talking I'm, I'm now asking. that that he had like a few a few good games or whatever. Uh, like get to the playoffs first. I, I'm asking the question. Who's right. the best center in the NBA? Uh, you can AD as a center. He no. plays center. Nope. AD's not a center. He's a power forward. Okay. <laughs> He's a power forward. Resign, okay, please. Fine. Uh, MB. And I mean, y'all said Jokic, right? I had Jokic. I, I had Cat. I had Cat. I had Jokic. You had Cat above Jokic in like your when, rankings? when we did our top tens early. Okay. Yeah, he did have Cat. Okay. I had Cat above Jokic. Um, so, so you have Embiid. I have Jokic. He has Cat. Yeah. Like mm. okay. To you, maybe like, we have to my, fight. <laughs> my my only problem with Jokic is that yes, he can get triple doubles. Yes, he's an amazing passer. Did you guys see last night? Yeah. Behind the back passes, you know, no I mean, look passes. I he feel like but, your problem is going to be the but, same as my problem. But the only problem is that. He gets 10, like some games he'll get 10, he's 10, and 10. He's not assertive 13, enough on 8, offense. and 8. And then some games he'll get 37 and 13, and like that's the Jokic I need. Yeah, he's he not assertive sometimes. enough that's, on offense That's the all. assertive like guy that Denver needs. Denver doesn't have a guy that just like, you know, st- like that's our player. Um, Side note, they might. They finally put that and, kid and, in last yeah, night, yeah. and he showed out. But, and he looked, eh. But th- he 15 points in 20 minutes? Th- yeah, but no defense. No you don't need defense when you get but, buckets. But that that that's why I think Embiid is the is the is the best center in the NBA. And to Cat, obviously he's a, a best. Well, I don't know about Jokic, but he is a a great uh, three point shooter for for a big man. Um, for, for any NBA player. Yeah. Um. And uh. The the only problem with him is, is he. Again, I I don't want to call players soft, but man, if you that good, if you that man, do something. Do something. So what do you want him to do? You want it you want him get to get to the playoffs as- one more time. Oh. And and don't don't get shut out. We'll see. By Clint Capella. We'll see. I mean th- he got shut out by Clint Capella because Tom Thibodeau was using him all sorts of I would agree with that. All sorts but of wrong the, ways. The thing is, all these guys, I think I think it's inarguable that these are the top three. Beyond that, you can't really argue for anybody else to push into that top three conversation. Maybe Gobert, but he doesn't have the offensive capability. And and Cad doesn't really have a great you know, post up obviously a lot of big men. If you're that tall, that's you post up game. You get a elite. Well, yeah, you. No, it's not elite. It's elite. He has. You you telling me he has great footwork? He, he does not have great footwork. He he, he gets. He buckets. can move. That doesn't mean he has great footwork. He, gets I, he has post. a good mid post game. I wouldn't say he has a great low. That's post why. Game. That's that, that's why. A, AD. Same thing with AD. He can post and he can turn around and shoot the jumper. Doesn't mean he has a great post up game with great moves like Embiid. Oh. Embiid has all the fakes. All the he has everything. Yeah. He has a whole package. I mean, I wish three guys. I wish, come, I wish I had the numbers with me right now. Yeah. But I, I'm certain Cat is an elite post up player. All three guys come with their flaws, right? Embiid, health, injuries. Jokic not assertive enough on offense. Cat, there's questions and on defense. defense. I mean, yeah, also, but our mind on I the wanna, court. Also, like, I want to add in Adam with a bean. So he's not a great shooter who ends up having to play the perimeter because Ben Simmons is there. Yeah. And then in crunch time, was he, when he's in the post and they deliver the ball to him, teams are going to bring the double all the time, and he doesn't know how to pass out of a double. So in those situations, he ends up being a minus player. So okay. that's why that's why Philadelphia struggles against. Uh, I mean, not this year. I mean, they but don't in the past, they, they they struggled against good teams because smart defense is new to double Joel. And well, and, I, and, and I his, think the and, reason and they struggle is Ben Simmons. But I mean, also they like, have no spacing. But on also, the floor. like Joel Embiid's like turnover problems. Like he was averaging like four yeah, five but, turnovers. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But when you have Ben Simmons in the dumper spot because you can't put him out in the perimeter, that 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 create that clogs up the lane. That's the reason why you can double Embiid so often. That's true. Because I mean, it clogs yeah, the, up the, the lane. The roster construction is still somewhat strange on the Sixers. 
All right, on to some other drama. Yeah. What about um, Kyrie? Yeah, so Kyrie. So uh, just just a summary of this, <laughs> just a summary of this whole Kyrie situation. So Jackie McMullen, the the ESPN writer who who's very great well respected, writer, very great. well respected. Uh, she comes out with an article describing some of the things going on in the Nets preseason, um, a- along with um. So they talk about. Kyrie, the hat, like it was, it was all good, you know, all smooth with Kyrie and the Nets until they send the whole team out to Santa Monica out here mm-hmm. to do some like team bonding stuff, and they want to take some biometric data on Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie says no, you know, I'm not doing it, and then when Brooklyn goes to their trip in China, basically Kyrie kind of goes through this, um, I guess you can say mental funk where where he's not really responsive to the team. He's not really responsive to teammates. And when they take a picture at the Pearl TV tower in Shanghai, uh, they ask him to take off his hat and he (laughs) says, no, Photoshop it out. (laughs) Like, like that's what he does. It's just petty. And then, so, I mean, um, basically what, what the article describes is Kyrie Irving goes through mood swings, which is, which is like when I, when I think about it, it's like, it's okay. Yeah. Like that's totally fine. See, Here's the thing. Again, I was okay with the, with the fact that he goes through mood swings. That's just human nature. Yeah. What I wasn't okay with the fact was his response was, well, I'm only like... The fact that he wasn't willing to say I'm working on it. Or the fact that he says I, I shouldn't have to do that in oh, my, oh, to actually, my team. Actually, I totally disagree with you. It's not saying if, if the NBA wants to brand itself as a progressive league and DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love came out a couple years ago well, and talked about mood swings and like actual uh, mental health issues are two different things. It, it, there are days, you know, where I'm not ready to engage with people. There's mm-hmm. there's days where I'm not feeling the Doesn't energy to engage. Depressed. But I don't like. I'm not just explicitly rude to people. I don't yeah. become an a hole. Like you know what I mean. He kind of becomes an a hole. Okay, when he's but in that the mood. NBA has seen far greater like a hole. Yeah, and, and I I just think when when we we lauded him right, we said great job, Kyrie. Way to recognize where you lacked in your leadership in Boston. I hope you take that and you apply it to Brooklyn and you become better for it. It doesn't seem like he's trying to become a better dude. He's like, well, I, this is just who I am. Well, uh, I just I mean I have problems with the wording there. It's just because he's not a bad dude for having. I'm not. A, I'm not saying he's a bad oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just I, saying he's not striving to become a better person. It's just I understand if in a better leader. If like you're, you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, I understand if you're in the Brooklyn Nets organization and your management and you hope that Kyrie's a little more consistent on a day-to-day basis where you don't have to wonder, you know, why is Kyrie just not talking to teammates and not talking to the team? But at the same time, like Kyrie's kind of pushing the boundaries of how the league is thinking about mental health and that whole aspect yeah. because because Kyrie's coming out and saying it's okay to be human. I'm not here to dispel anything. You can continue to ask other people around me about what they think about me and continue to write about mood swings like you know human beings have mood swings. <laughs> like you go home and you're you're not happy with things or you're mad at something or you're happy. That's a mood swing. <laughs> It's okay to be human. Like, I don't have to be perfect for anyone here, nor do I have to be perfect for the public. So I'm not here to dispel any perception. I'm just here to be myself. It's okay to have mm-hmm. mood swings. It's okay to fluctuate mentally. It is okay. And, and it is okay, I, I, but it's not okay to treat your teammates and, and, like that. And I want to. I want. It's not okay to treat yeah, the people who are below you like that to say Photoshop it out. Like yeah. that's just the. That's it's, just it, a hateful really, move. Yeah. No, and, and I want to come from the perspective that I'm. I'm a. Uh, I've always been like a laid back quiet dude i have my headphones on a lot like i'm, I'm just talking i'm talking from like a team perspective mm-hmm. and i had trouble uh last year 
um, when I moved to Philadelphia to to go play college basketball there, you know, they always want to get the team together on the weekends, party, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't like partying. I don't like drinking. I don't like smoking. I don't I don't do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, there there was a rift uh, in, in saying like, oh, and then things start creeping up. Coach told me, oh, like guys think you don't like them. Guys think uh, uh, like you don't want to talk to them. You don't want to hang out with them. You don't. It's just me. I want to hang out with. Just cause, just cause I don't want to hang out with you on the weekends doesn't mean I don't have friends on on this side. Or I want to call my mom. Or I want to call my girlfriend. Like, like it. I think things get branded onto you when it's not sufficient enough. Just cause you don't like, you're not like other dudes, and dudes don't have to be the same. Oh yeah. And, and that that doesn't mean like your culture is terrible. It it just I mean dudes are different. It like, doesn't. He's just a different cat. With that in, said, in my though, opinion. With that said, how would you act towards your teammates? Were you ever hostile towards your teammates? Uh, River rude, mean. You know, you know what I mean. Like that just seemed. I it, walked out of practice one time. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, regardless, just at, <laughs> at, when when Kyrie says the things that he said about Boston, it seemed to me that, and I said it. He this is the evolution of Kyrie, where he becomes a mature individual and he becomes the leader that we thought he could be. Right, and if you're going to consider yourself to be a leader. You have to be willing to go in every single day. And I, I criticize LeBron for this because he does the same exact thing. You have to be willing to go in every day w- with the face that sh- everything's cool and everything's yeah. chill and you're willing, you're approachable. And, and it, he does not seem approachable and, to me yeah, at all. Yeah, that's true. And, and that's why I don't think he should be the leader of that team. Leader, at this point, he has to because that, KD's not there. That's true. But I know in basketball, it's hard not to give the leadership position to the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. But... Um, that that's why I think it's like very very essential when you have a young team like Brooklyn to have guys like Jared Dudley, um, to to have other guys like that Trevor Reza or whatever on the Kings, um, because oh, those are guys who set the standard and you know right. leadership wise. Um, at, the, at the same time, if you're Brooklyn and you signed Kyrie and even Katie to this point, you, you know, knew like, it, what, com- it comes. With yeah, the exactly. Yeah, you knew. and is he worth it? <laughs> yeah, God, I mean, worth well, it. I'm, I'm not arguing yeah, that he he <laughs> yeah. shouldn't. He's. It's not okay to be human, and I'm not arguing that Brooklyn shouldn't assign him. What I'm arguing is, it's just a little bit disappointing to see that Kyrie isn't at least making an attempt to work on it. Yeah, okay. and and not work on it from a standpoint of don't have mood swings, but work on it from a standpoint of be a better person to your teammates. Because he did the same thing in Boston, and that team fell apart for it. Mm-hmm. So I think, it, I think it, that's totally fair. Yeah, yeah. I just I just don't. And what I hope doesn't happen is people attacking Kyrie because he has mood swings. Because what when we think of the athlete, right, the star athlete, we think of this, you know, example of like a perfect player, perfect person, you mm-hmm. know, like a machine. Yeah, like goes about their it's job. not supposed to have right. emotions. It's like, I feel like what Kyrie's doing is kind of advancing the conversation in, in ways we haven't really talked about before. Because when Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan did it, it was kind of in, you know, like they kind of presented it themselves. It's enlightening. And, and, yeah. and, and, this is, and this is just Kyrie going about it, you know, like while it happens. And we, get, and we get to see like how do people really respond? Can we still have the same levels of admiration and even more levels of admiration for Kyrie for being like, look, that's just how I am. You know, like I go through stuff. Anyways, that's interesting to me. Um... I don't. I don't know if we wanted to bring up KD being on uh, the boardroom and then inviting Stephen A. Smith on and yeah. all that. Uh, I mean, he said again because I don't know why people keep on asking him whether you think the Warriors did you dirty, and he said no. So I don't know why people keep on asking He's him just, because he said no all oh the time. My God. No, it's they not. Did, it's not doing him dirty like explicitly. Like we're gonna get KD and we're gonna injure him because he's gonna leave. It's not that. 
like people people are thinking like that's that's what we mean but it, no it, it's it's more of like the pushing aspect hey you know what you're doing and obviously he's gonna deny it because he didn't want to throw bad shade on the, I don't on the organization think so. like, I mean he doesn't even come off like as because he in, in any way like because at the end of the day it was his decision to say I'm going to play. yeah yeah and we but, we do agree with on that but yeah. we all we all three agree it was yeah. his decision but I feel like as an organization, if you cared about your players the way you say you do, the way they care about Curry, the way they care about Clay, the way they care about Draymond, exactly. If they cared about him, they wouldn't have let him step out on the floor because that injury was not ready to see game action. Nope, it wasn't. Nope. Well, I mean, we've had this yeah, conversation. We, you don't need to be a doctor to know that the calf, even in, if it was a calf. Quote unquote injury. It's not a calf injury. Like you can see clearly when he got hurt initially against the Clippers, like it mm-hmm. it, it was your Achilles. Um, but even if it was, like you know the calf is connected yeah. to the and Achilles. And I mean, like, yeah, we, we've had this whole conversation. Yeah. I guess more or less, I'm tired of people asking Kevin Durant when he's giving the same That's true. answer to you but time after. Time. Did, did you? Yeah, like he's gonna be like, you know what? They kind of did. You know, <laughs> no, I thought no. about it. Yeah. But but did you guys see what he said? Uh, what would be your starting five for the players uh, you played yeah, with? He didn't pick Westbrook or Curry. Or Curry. He said uh, you kind of have to pick your current teammate. He just he just named his friends basically. Yeah. yeah. Which um, is I mean, I mean it, it'd be yeah. wrong of him if he you know left Golden State to come play with Kyrie. He's like, well, yeah, Curry's the better point <laughs> yeah. guard. He hasn't like, played with Kyrie though. Yeah. Once. Well, I mean, like he and Kyrie joined together because they're friends and yeah. they wanted to join together. Um, I, I guess I guess that's in terms of NBA drama. That's um, yeah, that kind of disappointed teams. Um, or teams let, that have just, gone ghost, ghost let's, let's, Halloween, Ooh. Halloween theme. I, I mean, uh, I mean, let's just go around the NBA and and, and touch on some storylines first. We don't have to go super in depth on it. Trey Young is out a week or so with an ankle injury. Unfortunate for my fans. Those shoes, team. unfortunate. I, I called for the it. League. I called it that. Those those shoes. Like, have you you know those those shoes I'm talking about? Right? Does he wear lows? The, no, know. no. The Adidas. They're high tops, but they're they're they're, they're they have no laces. Huh. He doesn't so have laces. You, you, yeah, you slip you slip your 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 foot in the, the shoe slidings. and it like kind of tightens, right? It, it is. Oh. I was watching a video on it. The the primary concern for me is that this could now be a recurring issue. Almost like the, the parallels between him and Steph are <laughs> scary. Like it's scary the way. Yeah. Like the only thing is he he's caught fire quicker than Steph did, but uh-huh. just in terms of skill set, he's a slightly better passer. But the the range from the three point line, he's a much better passer. It's oh, it's. It's it's just crazy that how similar they are. Now they both have these ankle issues. It, it, yeah. It's well, weird. It's it's one injury. I I hope it's not recurring. And 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 um once you have that first sprain, you're prone to more. Uh, at least that's what the the yeah. doctor dude said. That that no, that's true. Yeah, it's just it's also bad for the NBA because Trae Young was really building I mean, up. He he'll, he'll be back next he'll week, so I don't consider fine. it like fatal yeah, for the NBA. Fine. Oh yeah, it's just bad for my fantasy just, team because I wish I would have had him this week. It's just <laughs> I mean you want Trae Young to play yeah. all the games because he's becoming one of the most exciting players to watch in the NBA for sure. Yeah. And like teams are already treating him like it too because they're throwing double teams at him like thirty five feet from the basket. Deservedly so, a la yeah. Steph Curry. Anyways, uh, so Kyle Kuzma returns Friday for the yes. Lakers. Let's go. Let's go. We got our Paul George. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I, I mean, I'm not saying no. And he's not Paul George. He's not. But like all the Clipper fans, and we're missing Paul George. We're missing Kyle Kuzma. We're missing Rondo. That's not not equivalent. Okay, but we were still missing a significant scoring piece that we needed, that we clearly lacked. I mean, okay, so. 
He's obviously not going to start, and I did talk about this on uh, another podcast. But he, he's obviously another podcast. He, You're cheating on him. No. <laughs> so he uh, he's obviously not going to start, and he's going to be limited to 15 to 20 minutes, mm -hmm. as Shams reported. Um, but he's going to be significant down. He's going to be the lead he, third link scorer on the and, team, and, and it's not so much about starting. Andre Gudala, did he start all the time? Yeah. No, no, but I, he yeah. always finishes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's going to be in the finishing group instead of JaVale McGee. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be an important scoring punch that the Lakers are going to utilize uh, uh, down the season. Yeah. So if this is the Lakers' third-best player and then the alternate scoring option that they have, I'm just wondering, he's a he's like a 45% shooter from the field. Last year, he that's was not 30, bad. He was 30% from three. Yeah, like, that, you got to get that to 35. It's, you just, get, it's just to me, if he's kind of the second guy that can create on the perimeter for you, like really the second the second and only guy that can create a shot for himself outside of LeBron, mm -hmm. like is that the option you want? Yeah, but here's here's a, here's the a difference between like last year and this year. One, you didn't have AD. You don't have double teams down there and so much eyes down there uh, uh, with him. Two, you have LeBron as a facilitator. Three, you have Danny Green on the other side like, like yeah, shooting, that's true. I, I and he's going to get more open looks. I'll just mention from all LeBron that. loves passing to Kuzma. Oh, he yeah, does. He does. He does. I, I think, think his that, two that highest dynamic. assist percentages last year were Javale and Kuzma. Yeah, like and Kuzma was way above any other perimeter player on that team. Oh yeah, and the thing is, it's just when that, especially that Clippers game, you could tell where we lacked was we couldn't score once the bench players went in, mm -hmm. and I think that's where Kuzma picks things up because mm -hmm. at, when worst comes to worst, we can just throw the ball to Kuzma and say, "Go get a bucket," and yeah. he'll be able. Capable of doing that 45% of the time. Right. Speaking of uh, or Kuzma's former teammate, Brandon Ingram. It's going off. Yeah. Why I are think, people surprised, though? I mean, well, I mean, 27 Yeah, points, but, like, rebounds, it's because he didn't have a, a featured role on the Lakers. Like, I, I I mean, that's not surprising to me. The man can score. That's true. I mean, he, man, he did show us in that small sample in the second half last year that he, he, he oh, was yeah. capable. Man is a bucket. Yeah, I ain't surprised at all. I, I, I didn't think bucket. it'd be this much. I mean, he has to be Zion, isn't there? That's true. Yeah. So and, and even I mean, Drew was out for a little bit of that too. So like, you you have to, you have to, you have to. Uh, yeah, I, I think he. It's about time he made the leap. Anyway, it, the mm -hmm. timing's kind of right for him to make the jump into the the, the score that everyone projected him to be. Mm -hmm. And I don't. I I love to see it, and at the same time, I hate to see it because it's just like. If he could have done it a year earlier, we could have got so like we, we could have just sent uh, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo. We we could have kept Josh Hart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just it's just unfortunate. Josh Hart would have been so great cool, on this so team. He would have been like yeah. the perfect. I thought player. he was the guy the Lakers should have kept. Like the guy not that instead you, of Kuzma. Not instead of Kuzma. Because you think about it, if we kept Josh Hart instead of Kuzma, where's our like yeah, no. perimeter score? He's not a yeah. yeah. I mean, instead of signing uh, Avery Bradley, Josh Hart's your you know three no. guard. No. No, 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 no. I'd rather much. So you're saying you'd rather have uh, Josh Hart instead a, of Avery a, on Bradley a, on a rookie and, deal over Avery Bradley paying him whatever, and then allocate. We paying him like six. Yeah, yeah but that's lot. money that can go to another piece. Avery Bradley's a crucial piece. He's gonna be in the finishing lineups. Yeah, I mean, perhaps. I I like Josh Hart better than Avery Bradley at this. point. I mean, for me, it's just a youth thing. A Avery Bradley's kind of old, but they provide somewhat of the same thing. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um. How about how about this game? Houston Washington, one fifty nine to one fifty eight. I don't know if that's sure more of a. Stood there I don't know if that's more of a positive or a negative for Houston. For Houston, I think we, we kind of well, okay, know what so, Houston's going to so be. So Houston, at this point. so Harden got his sixty points in the game, mm -hmm. fifty nine. Yeah. Russell Westbrook got his triple double, albeit inefficiently. They scraped out a win. If you're Houston, can you really complain? 
Westbrook yes. got what he wanted. Harden got what he wanted. I mean, you can complain Houston because the, yeah, you can complain. How do you let Washington, Washington. score 150? Well, I'm saying, oh, you got to guard his Bradley Beal. If you're if you're an objective NBA fan, of course Houston should not be giving up that many points. But if you're Houston, all you pride yourself on is getting Harden his points, getting Westbrook his triple double, and just somehow getting a win. Yeah, but know. that's somewhat that's just, concerning. That I mean, is somewhat. It should concerning. be concerning, but you know. Are they concerned? Yeah, Houston, yeah. they're people probably not like concerned. Ru- Russell Westbrook is averaging another triple double. I so mean, far. yeah, he probably. I mean, at the end of the year, is, at the end of the day, that's just kind of what he is at this point. Yeah, yeah. And like, he might shoot three for twenty, getting a triple double. But you know, he'll if do he gets it. The triple double. Mm-hmm. I guess you know, it counts at as a win point, in his play. Oh, man, you know, it was just play. so frustrating to watch James Harden because he gets all his points. It, I saw some crazy stat that I'm not sure if it was before or after this game, but he's literally his points per game are higher than his field goal percentage. I don't even know how that because happened. Because he was he was six for forty five on threes on the season Something before this like game. That. Yeah, it was like he, he had like twenty eight point nine points per game on twenty seven percent field. Yeah, yeah. That's I was like, it. what? Yeah. How's that even possible? But yeah. he just he's so good at drawing those fouls. Um, um, what's next? Speaking of drawing fouls, Anthony Davis drops forty points and twenty rebounds and three. Get it how you live against Memphis. Get and he got and he got twenty six of those forty points on free throws. Mm-hmm. Eighteen straight in the third quarter. I mean, anybody you, who watches and, and Jaron Jackson knows he's like a just a foul yeah, player. Yeah. And then and then I was at this game and it was like to me forty and twenty should be very impressive and it was, but it wasn't. But particularly but no, no, but because he's just shooting free. No, throws. no, it's not. It's not the. Yeah, okay, I agree with that. It wasn't that interesting. But the the thing about it, what I loved is that. Yes, do I know AD can shoot the mid-range? Yes. Can he shoot the three sometimes? Can he get hot? Yes. But what I loved about it is that he's not settling. That's what I That's love. He's true. going to the basket. Yeah. And w- what are teams supposed to do? What is Jaron Jackson supposed to do? That's the only thing I'm, he can the, do is yeah. foul. The caveat was... The, the caveat is Jaron Jackson foul prone and then behind him you had no size whatsoever to combat Anthony Zero. Davis. And even yeah. Jonas. Yeah, he just doesn't have yeah, the athleticism. Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. when you think about it, Jaron Jackson is the ideal player to defend Anthony Davis if he just could stay out of foul trouble. But he can't. Um... How was Jaw? I, I haven't. I, I'm kind of upset that Avery I Bradley him. put him. He put him on clamps. Yeah, uh, I wonder. He did. Uh, it was to me. So the Lakers team defense is pretty impressive, just because you have to navigate such that uh, length, such size and crazy. size and length. Yeah, so it was it was hard for Jaw because like he can beat Avery Bradley off the dribble sometimes or use a screen and beat him. Mm-hmm. But then you'd meet Javale at the rim. You'd meet Anthony Davis at the Yo. rim, and he couldn't and he couldn't really Lord figure it out. Yo, and, and LeBron taking so many charges this year, and, and he's actually showing an effort like to well, guard I mean, Jay Crowder. The, re- too. the reason why LeBron's taking charges it's because it's it's easier to take charges and to play actual NBA. Defense. Yeah, no, but he but is playing he, better I mean, defense. He is playing better defense, better defense than he has in in probably the past four. four I years. just wish he would play better defense on better players. Like it, it's frustrating to me, and I, I guess and you then, can't okay, do it at then, this point. Do it in the playoffs. Yeah, do it That's in the fine. playoffs. That's and, fine. And, and, and don't do it in the regular And then to your point, LeBron actually was not very impressive against Memphis in that game until. Uh, I mean, he didn't have to be. I think he had we're, ten we're, assists in the and, first and half. I was, and he, you had scared me on this point before the season because you were like, he's going to turn him into Kevin Love. He's going to turn him into Tristan no, Thompson. Not, and I'm bro. like, man, no, he's not. Just in the back of my head, it always ate at me. Woody? Is he just no. going to like it? But no, he's really taking a step bro, back and he's allowing Anthony Davis just, to do Anthony Davis. I just, I just wish there was a way the Lakers could. Um, l- 
highlight Anthony Davis and LeBron doesn't have to take a step back. But the way they play offense... It's called offense, a pick and roll. It's called a pick and roll. That's I'm saying, what yeah. I'm saying. The, the we way, have to yeah. do that more. The way yeah. they play offense is so like zero sum. If someone gets something, someone else has to be taken away. And it's like, if you're a Lakers fan, I feel like you have to be a tiny bit concerned for how they are on offense right now. I mean, that's just... I, I wasn't a fan of Vogel to begin with because he's more of a defensive coach. I'm hoping because I, I, I always like kid Jason Kidd as a mind. And I, I think was given yeah. given time, I think he'll be able to figure figure that out between those all those you know different moving and, pieces. And he will, because I mean he's one of the all time assist leaders, and, and that's why the Clippers. What I mentioned to Reagan, they the Clippers coaching staff is so lethal because you have Doc the Rivers, straight point guards. Yeah, you have Doc Rivers, amazing point guard. Sam Cassell, great point guard. Uh, Tyron Lue, very, very. It's funny because when you go look guard. back at uh, Jerry West's track record, he kind of only hires point like what who did he hire up in a. In a Golden Steve State, Kerr. Steve Kerr. I Mark think he Jackson. just likes high IQ point guards because yeah. he understands that those are the people that you know know how to facilitate. And, and when he, and when he was in Memphis, he had Lionel Hollins, and now we have Lionel Hollins That's on, on the Lakers. Yeah, so. I didn't even think about that. Uh, last last tidbit: Miles Turner will be out a couple weeks or more with an ankle injury. Um, no, no one really talked about it, but kind of a big blow for Indiana, considering he's one of the best shot blockers, and really, finally got their first win. And really, the, yeah, he. Indiana's been disappointing so yeah, far. They're weird because their players aren't disappointing. The players are showing up, and Brogdon's been playing out of his mind, oh, yeah. really. Um, Sabonis is playing straight. It, uh-huh. It's just as a team. And that the weird thing is, I always saw them as a team where the players wouldn't really perform as well as you think they should, mm-hmm. but the team as a whole yeah. would always win games. But it's kind of reversed. Yeah. I'd pin it on a couple things. Is that uh, the wing players that they replaced when they lost Boyan, Bogdanovich, mm-hmm. and... Um, uh, Thaddeus Young with Jeremy Lamb and TJ Warren, you're losing a lot on defense there. And, mm. and, and, and they look like they lost a step on defense so far. And then also having to travel to India uh, in the sure. preseason, it, it, I think it changes their whole body clock. It, and, and it takes them a while to, to I mean, kind of You look back. at the same, it's darn near a brand new team, almost. Yeah. Because you don't true. have Victor Oladipo anymore. Mm-hmm. At least for the time being. Brogdon's new. Mm-hmm. Uh, did uh, TJ Warren's new. Uh, Jeremy Lamb's new. It'll like take people, some time. Yeah, people are trying to. Yeah, they're trying to figure bro, it out. Like it's four mm-hmm. games in. Come on. Yeah. Like yeah. we'll be like teams will be straight. They'll yeah, figure so. it out. Yeah. I mean, I'll, speaking on on you know disappointments or even surprises so far in the league, just just a week and a half into the league, I I put the one and three Pacers along in the disappointments alongside. You mean the ghost teams? And, the and, ghost. And can, it's Halloween theme. Can I also just say this? I I noticed this. I looked up the standings yesterday, and um, I looked at. Teams that are five in the East, teams that are five hundred or worse, that's all the way up to the to the fifth seed in the East. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the West, teams that are five hundred or worse, eleventh seed. You don't get that, that until the eleventh seed. Yeah. That just I mean, tells you small how small sample size, but in the same breath, we all that know just, where the talent is. Yeah. And I mean, like among the teams that are five hundred in the East, the two and two Bucks, who um, they're very disappointing. Yeah, Giannis is not taking over. Like he's he's putting up pretty good numbers, but he's not dominating the way we saw him dominate. So last the thing year. is. As as the year went on last year, more and more defenses figured out how to play Giannis, and it was because man drawing can't charges. shoot, drawing, drawing charges. charges, get the charge, which is which is you know like get four guys in the paint, get long dudes, strong dudes, Ibaka, Pascal, Kawhi, well, not and everybody build can a have wall. That. Yeah. And um, but I mean like yeah, Boston figured wall. this out to a T, where you know you play Giannis to drive, but then um, or not play him to drive, but he's gonna drive, and then you just crash the paint, 
and then you just draw the charge. And Giannis is still like what I what I really hoped his point of improvement was was recognizing, you know, where the where the charge was, like like where the defender would be, and then kicking out before you you know find yourself in a trap, you know, before you find yourself uh, getting in a situation where the defender draws a charge. And and it just seems like and he's always playing zero to one hundred, so he's a little bit out of control. And the only way he can kind of subvert that is by euro stepping. But it, it's it's um it, he's kind of played the exact same that he has last year and but with defenses figuring him out more and more it's not as effective it's, it's weird to me because do y'all remember the year and this was the year i really started hopping like i really started being a fan of Giannis. was the year that they had him running point guard yeah jason kidd was the head coach mm-hmm. he was a great facilitator at that point but it's almost like since jason kidd has left he's kind of just alienated that part jason of the game because no he's grow. still he's still just what the usage Giannis has and the ability for him to... I feel like he could be a better... I feel like he was a better passer at that point than he is currently. I think that's because teams did not know what Giannis was totally capable of. It's just more and more teams have more film, just more instinct on how to guard Giannis. And Giannis is kind of slow on that curve. Like, it, to me, that was the point of emphasis this offseason was him to be a little bit better. His shot is just also broke. Oh, yeah. He airballed two free throws. It's broke, bro. Like the free throws. That, that started last playoffs. I don't, that's kind of perpetuated itself into this season. That's weird because it wasn't like that it's before broke. at all. It's broke. And that might have a little bit of the yips. Got to fix. And, that, and that's, you know, that's really concerning because he's, you know, modern day Shaq. He's going to get fouled. How about um? How about the Kings? That's who oh. I had. That's exactly who I had. I mean, they zero and five. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. terrible. Uh, even even with Bagley injured, I I expected more from this oh, yeah. team, they, and they I look- expected more specifically from. De'Aaron Fox and, and new contract guy, mm-hmm. uh, Buddy Heald, and they're, they're not showing up like That's, like they should. I mean, they're, they're they're dysfunctional. The rotations are weird. Luke Walton doesn't know what he's doing up there. Yeah, I, I think That's it's un- safe to say Luke Walton's not a good NBA head coach. Yeah, I, I'd have. You to can be a good coach with the Warriors when you have KD Clay. Yeah, I mean, it, same way we're gonna find out what type of uh, coach Steve Kerr is this year. We're finding out what type of coach Luke Walton is. Which well, we is found not out what type of coach Steve Kerr was I think the Steve first Kerr. year he joined the team yeah. and totally reinvented how people think of basketball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, what else can we throw in there? The one in three Nets. I had the Nets on there yeah. too. I, yeah. I'm not all that disappointed by them. Well, I guess here's the thing. Last year, even though D'Lo, you know, was the lead guard there, you had some. Um, you spread the offense around Kyrie's a lot of the pieces. Spence. Now Kyrie Irving's taking like 20, 25, 30 shots a yeah. game. And and the thing with Kyrie is that that's just that's that's just part of his game. That's his game. Where you bring him onto the team, he's gonna be an elite, you know, one on one guy. But he just doesn't get his teammates involved as well. And then you take a hit defensively because he doesn't put his all on that side of the court. So Brooklyn's out here scoring like 120 or whatever, and Kyrie's scoring forty and fifty of those points, and then you give up 125, 130 on the other side of the floor. And it's just if you're and then so part of this Jackie McMullen article was um, they're saying that part part of um, part of what comes with the territory with Kyrie is that he um, the Brooklyn used to have a really strict regimen where they bring players in two hours before shoot around to do all sorts of therapy and whatever. Mm. And then Kyrie, along with DeAndre Jordan, and Katie, were kind of like, I'm not going to do that. And, and, it, and it's kind of just tearing away at all the. Uh, amazing things that Kenny Atkinson and Sean Marks did for that Brooklyn Nets culture. Yeah, and the thing is, like, some there's a lot of times, and here's what the Clippers did so well is that they didn't sacrifice the culture they'd established for the players that they got. Mm-hmm. In Brooklyn, I think when you get a star 
like KD and a star like Kyrie, mm-hmm. who are both kind of guys who are just like, I am who I am, and that's all I'm yeah. going to be. You kind of going to have to sacrifice yeah. from that standpoint. And then DeAndre Jordan's just like along for the ride. Like, yeah, yeah I'm and with I mean, KD. That's such <laughs> a terrible I'm with move. KD. I can and do what like, I want. And so. it's like, well, I mean, you have if you have the opportunity to get Kyrie, KD, you yeah, obviously no, get yeah, it. Yeah. It's just, I mean, without KD this year, I wonder if they even make the playoffs. Maybe Kyrie needs to focus less on his mood swings and focus on swinging the ball around. That's... How about uh, Or actually Can we throw three into Denver And the disappointments It's just Jokic That's been disappointing me I I mean Jamal Murray Is not He was never worth The contract to begin with And that That just speaks To his inconsistency Yeah Who that That doesn't seem To to be fixed I mean even Gary Harris Who I think is Is Always been underrated, has not. But like, they all, need all to these, use the kid, man. But all these people that are saying, like Gary Harris and uh, Jamal Murray, next uh, Damian Lillard and CJ, oh, no. like, I don't, I don't chill, know. bro, chill. Did, did anyone chill. say that? A I lot didn't of say pe- that. a lot of people draw that really? comparison. I, I, yeah, that a lot of people draw that comparison. They need to use the kid. That boy Michael Porter Jr. is a bucket. They need an assertive dude. Like he's a bucket, and that's what they need right now. They need a bucket. I think at this point of his career, Michael Porter is still a minus. I don't think so. He dropped 15 points in 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll, I'll go back and check the, uh, you know, the the rating numbers. You know, how much how much did he score versus how much did uh, the team totally? I don't score care about the rating. I watched the I watched the well, highlights. I mean, well, that I mean, dude, he okay, but 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 if the team's a minus in the minutes that he's on the floor, but that's that, so that, no, but that's contingent on what the other players around you, him are doing. Thank you. I don't well, I don't saying, like that stat. Okay, but I'm I don't saying, like plus minus. I'm not 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 just plus minus, but if you give Michael Porter the ball, he's. He's not really passing it up if he's he, making That's what surprised me because he had some really good passes too. If, if you go back and watch, I'll he had some really okay, good passes. I'll have to go back and watch. Uh, how about surprises in the league? Did you guys do any of the surprises? Wizards are kind of surprising Mavericks. me thus far. Not that they're surprising, yeah. but I mean, well, I, I, they, they've been more impressive than I thought. Yeah, the Wizards, more from a player standpoint, they had more than I expected them mm-hmm. to. Um, Thomas Bryant's showing up a little yeah. bit well. Bro, Rui Machimara, Laker, he's playing. Whenever the Lakers trade away somebody, huh? Yeah, that, it happens. I mean, yeah, Ru, no, Rui's, Rui's showing well. up better. Um, Isaiah Thomas is looking like he's yeah. finally reestablishing himself mm-hmm. as an NBA player. They have some players like him. Yeah. Looking back, I, I thought without John Wall, it was Bradley Beal and the in the you know seven dwarves up there. Yeah. Like I didn't know what was <laughs> going to be going on. No, but um, yeah, g- going back to the Mavericks, uh, I think it was last game uh, for the Mavericks. Luca had twelve. Yeah, he was not. Uh, Chris Stapps had ten. Yeah, and they still won the game. They're they're. Deeper team than I kind of thought. Well, it's not that I, I think it's it was just a product of them getting hot and like young Maybe. guys just like. Just but when I think going. about it, the piece that they have: Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson, Delon Wright, Tim Hardaway Jr., Seth Curry. Don't sleep on Maxi Kleber. Uh, Maxi Kleber, Boban, Dorian Finney-Smith, you know, JJ like, Barrea. They, I mean, they have they have <laughs> dudes. Yes, JJ's still there. Just playing. He's still there. Yeah. And he's yeah. injured, I think. Um, when is he the, not injured? Also, also the Suns. <laughs> the Suns have been very surprising. The Suns could really be 5-0 and because oh, the two games that they lost, they lost by one point. Yeah, like, I mean, like, that's crazy to me. They could I was be so happy. Even right doing Clippers. it without Aiden is crazy. It's even yeah. crazier when you look at it because there's no reason Frank Kaminsky and Aaron Baines should be showing up the way they are. But uh, it, I mean, just having NBA caliber players... 
Yeah. That makes your team so much better. And it, I mean, Devin Booker looks so much better with Ricky Rubio. Exactly. Next and they, they, yeah. they took him out of the role that, I mean, he was doing it fairly well, but that's not what he does. Yeah. He's, he wasn't comfortable there. Um, And you give Ricky Rubio the facilitating role and you say, Devin Booker, we just need you to get the buckets. Mm-hmm. That's what he does best. And, yeah. and, and another team in terms of disappointment, well, I, I just hate to label that on teams like this early in yeah. the season, but like uh, not so much of a team maybe, but the uh, how the Utah Jazz and specifically Mike Conley has struggled early in the season. Oh, Mike Conley was terrible. I think, I think that was that was something that's going to take time. Yeah, yeah, no, no I, think I he agree. Forgot I forgot how agree. to play in a jersey that didn't say Memphis on yeah, it. For a little bit. He was like, wait, what? No, it, it, again, to your point, like he'll he'll be fine. He'll be alright. Yeah, he's he's yeah. an All Star caliber type yeah. talent. He'll and and Utah and Utah's four and one. So yeah, so even with Mike it, Conley struggling, they've 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 made do. And then four and one Miami. Yeah, I my, mean they my, have some. You, you alluded yo, to it. We were talking that, about that. Who, who's that? Who's that? Uh, Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn. Nunn. That boy is Kendrick Nunn. I mean, they're they're playing Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Jimmy. Uh, I mean, I'm just thinking of dudes that like Duncan Robinson. Like, I did I did not know. I mean, yeah. I knew who Tyler Hero was, but I did not know some of these dudes first before. first players since KD to score 100 points in his first five games. Kendrick Nunn. Yeah. Bam Adebayo showing up like a, we all thought he would. Like, they they have a lot of young talent, and it seems like Pat Riley's and Eric Spoltra, they're, they're committing to saying, we're going to use the young guys, and we're going to use Jimmy, and we're, yeah. we're going to ride with that for and the And the guys the that used to used to be the staples of that team, Goran Dragic, Dion, Dion. Waiters, James Johnson. Not and even, the thing, not they can move, because those guys still have value. They can move those guys and get even more young pieces in there. Oh, Goran Dragic would be very yeah. helpful to the— Lakers, a lot of teams. Come on. A lot of teams. Come, come to LA. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Hoop and Holler. Uh, for Reagan Griffin and Julio Martinez, I'm Eddie Sun. You can go ahead and catch this podcast if you're listening um, on Spotify or Apple um, Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on social media at Square One Media. That's spelled out at SQR One Media. And check out our blog on Medium and Julio Sports Blog, uh, Sports Talk The Countdown. Catch you next time.